But I think we did have a lot of like connections and like a good a lot of like good reputation at that point as well. And then I think from there a lot of gigs like lead on to other gigs. I was sitting in the meeting with the client uh, pre-pandemic and they were like, okay, so how much is this going to cost? And I was like, not sure, I didn't want to charge too much. And I said, 10,000 Rand, right? And I was like, you <laughs> So I think you're yeah, making sure that you price reasonably for, for the clients, I think always helps put your name out there a bit more and just helps build a client relations as well. I'm Jakub. And I'm Kaelin. I'm Mark. And welcome back to Department Spotlight, which is the show where we speak to our friends and colleagues about their experiences in the film industry. Today, we are talking about being colleagues and friends because we are talking about starting a production company and working on corporates and then, you know, goals, money, all that kind of fun stuff. So let's get into it. Cool, guys. So we actually, I don't know if I shared this with you guys on the day, but we have owned Loop Pictures PTY LTD for exactly a year. Yeah. yeah. As of when? As of the 14th of August. We have now owned this company for exactly over a year. Congratulations, Jakub, Mark and Kaylin. And Kaylin. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be talking about like just start to finish. How did we well, start to finish, we're not done. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to say something. <laughs> no, well, st from the start till now, we're just going to talk about what it's been like, what's money like, how do we get clients, what kind of clients do we work with, stuff like that. So to start with, um, we started the company on the 14th of August, 2020, which is like the weirdest time to start a company. It's just like, just like pandemic is starting to resolve itself but i mean a year later we're still going so it's a weird time to start a company but let's talk about it in those first couple of months how did we do do you guys remember yeah i think we because i mean we spoke about starting a company for like i think 2020 quite a bit and then things got finalized and mm -hmm. contracts were drawn up shout out to michael um, um but yeah oh, i think yeah. once we started I think we're still getting in the swing of things, you know. We didn't really. We were driving out to clients, trying to trying to mm. get trying to get clients, and you know, trying to research who to contact, trying to make like write copy to make a commercial that we still haven't shot yet. Um, but I think in the beginning, it was just more trying to head out for clients because we knew what like how we wanted to get paid, how the company would get started, how the company mm. would take a certain amount of commission. But I think I think the main thing was knowing that what the company stood for and what we, what we wanted in the end, which is we wanted to eventually just make a production house that makes movies. Like mm. anything and, and TV shows. And TV, yeah. <laughs> Everything leading to the end is just like, you know, it's just a, like you're saying, like a bread and butter that, that mm. helps fund it. And obviously we still have some passion for that, just like also challenges us. But I think the end goal will always be trying to, you know, be a production house and I think we, we pretty much sit on that path um, I think we've done a lot of things that's getting us close to achieving that mm -hmm. goal of making that become the main thing and I think a lot's been done in the year yeah. I think especially now so, in this year, year so let's talk about when we started we the first step was registering um, the name the company getting the number all that stuff and then getting a bank account 
and then, you know, starting to pay us. We actually, I don't know if you guys remember this, we didn't get paid until November mm. of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first, first month that we actually made money properly. Because before, before we registered, we actually just were freelancing and we were working together on freelancing projects, hence starting a company, tax reasons, all that stuff. And we didn't make money at all for three months. <laughs> so, yeah, nothing. I think we made 3,000 Rand in September and nothing in August and nothing in October. Mm-hmm. And then November, we actually found some clients and we started... And we paid a salary to each of us. And it wasn't even a big salary back then. No. Like a very, like no. awkward way. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. So, so why I'm saying that is because, uh, I, I don't know if there might be people thinking about starting a production company and like, uh, don't start the production company thinking you're just going to get all the clients just because you're a production company. I suppose it's, don't start any company thinking you're gonna. True, <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Uh, I guess the best way to do it is to already have some clients um, as a freelancer or as a collective of freelancers, and then porting them into uh, the company once you started. I think with with us though, is we had some clients and projects that we were working on, but they sort of ended at the same time that we started the company, which was <laughs> weird. And then uh, we've. Since since then, since March actually, uh, we've had a pretty good year. We've had a very good year. We did have some profits at the end of uh, financial year twenty twenty, uh, or was it twenty twenty one? I always get confused. Are we we're in financial year twenty twenty two now. I, I just want to establish mm. that Yaku is our unofficial CFO. CFO. <laughs> so I'm while Yaku is talking, right, <laughs> me and Mark are thinking of pigeons and. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we made a little bit of profit, um, but uh, it's like nothing. It's literally nothing. I think I think the main thing is like in terms of, like you said, like where we started. I think we like I was just coming off of music videos. That's all I was doing. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I was really that I was making money off of, and even that was like minimal. And yeah. it's funny you say that, yeah, because like as we started the company. Lockdown like started, so that's what I contributed. Not started, oh, but like yeah. yeah, it started the next year. But I mean, like no, it was after. We started in August. When was lockdown? Twenty twenty. Lockdown oh. was March. Damn, exactly. <laughs> so even yeah, so like, like we started like when things were so crazy, and I think I don't want to uh, complain and say that's the reason. But I think that definitely contributed to like the sluggish start. But I think with a lot of companies, you shouldn't expect to start like making like tons and tons of profit from the beginning. I mean. Uh, I always go back to that example that Netflix for the longest time wasn't making like a profit mm. as well and Uber and things like that. So I think just keep working at it, making sure that, you know, you are putting in the time and effort because we did go ahead hunting. I mean, putting yourself out there, me and Mark, we know like the stories of where we just like had to get out of our introverted natures and just try and pitch to different people, even if it didn't like lead us anywhere and stuff. I think it's just at least putting out oh, that. in yeah. That. yeah, but I think, I think it was important for <laughs> to just like you know get into that mind because I think it shows the dedication towards the company yeah, sure. um, and I think that you know just helps our build, build our confidence and saying this is what we want our company to build into and you know like and then we slowly started 
getting clients and, and then we started getting the resources and we got some really good clients that just lined up and I think yeah. but our peers perseverance before then was like let's not just give up even though yeah. we haven't for three months haven't made anything okay I can say this though we've made 20% of all the money that we made in 2021 so from so from March till now 20% was just in one month and that was just this past month so so it like starts slowly and it builds and it builds and then all of a sudden um, when people notice, oh, you're hardworking and you you deliver a good product, that's when that's when yeah. the money starts coming in. Um, speaking of the product, uh, let's talk about corporate videos because that's that's what we've been making our money from. We know that on this channel, uh, it took us a very long time to get monetized, and even now we're not getting that much money from YouTube ads. So. We obviously had to keep ourselves afloat with some with another way, which was making corporate videos. The films as well, they're just like a, just like a black hole of losses. <laughs> but, the, but we are making a little bit of money from SUP as well. So we're literally just diversifying our incomes. But the main thing, probably 90%, 95% even, is corporate videos. <laughs> so let's talk about how we are, how do we get those clients? Yeah, so I think the main thing is you just need to make sure you build up your name first and show that you have a credible worth to go off of. So with me, like I know that in the beginning I wasn't getting paid much at all, but that's because people didn't know my ethic and my work and, and all of that. So I think once I started building that, people started realizing you can rely on this person and they can be consistent uh, on some level. That's when you start building clients and that's when they start referring you because if you keep like cancelling on them or postponing and stuff, then I think your name has to speak for you first before anything else. And if you have that credible workload going in. And the nice thing is was we jumped into a company where all of us kind of had like our names mean something in the, in the kind of work that we do. You know, I think I think that's the main thing is making sure that when clients do talk to you with other potential clients, that it's a good thing that they're saying. So I think that's the main thing that the unseen discussions happening with other clients because of your name, I think that helps a lot in growing uh, your business. Yeah, I think, yeah, similar thing. I think the reason you mentioned earlier that that ad that we're going to make and we kind of ended up not making it, not because we're like, oh, we don't need it or whatever, but we were going to make it because at, at that time we didn't have that many like clients or things at the go on the go at the moment, as in, you're talking about the spec ad. Yeah. yeah. But I think we did have a lot of like connections and like a good a lot of like good reputation at that point as well. And then I think from there a lot of gigs like lead on to other gigs. Mm. Um or like and then it's just really good to maintain a good relationship um with someone so mm. that you can be recommended to someone else because that's pretty much is what's happened with us is that we work with someone and then they've given mm -hmm. us a, a, a contact and then that that job has led to another job because then and then if you're working on you know stuff with um that gets bigger with like other people then you're going to meet all those people and then it's gonna it sort of starts to like branch out mm -hmm. like a tree I think just onto that point, I think that's something very, very important to realize with the company. It's just also just your humility when you're dealing with clients because sometimes things can get heated, but I think you always have to draw yourself back and just make sure that you try and meet the client in the middle because client relations is, I believe, a very important thing. 
And I think in maintaining that, obviously you shouldn't be a doormat completely, but I think in maintaining client relations, being respectable in your approach. And, you know, like we, we work with this one company um, that we had to do like quite a bit of work for. And from working with them, I learned a lot as well. And one of the things I learned that I try to apply is also that when it comes to like pricing yourself and things like that, don't always think about the short term, trying to make as much money out of the clients in this one job. Try and price yourself well that so that in the long term, they're going to keep coming back to you. And then that's, I believe, like just, you know, so like I don't believe when you find a new client and you're like, oh, they have a big name. Let's give them these big numbers that all these massive companies are, are, are charging them. I believe charge something that is reasonable for yourself, but also it's not going to be too, or like too, not going to blow them out of the water with that first gig, you know, because what if you don't prove yourself to be worth that massive amount you charge? I think try and always think for the long run, like, you know, even though you are like struggling that month, try and say, okay, this is my work. This is how much I'm going to price you because I want to keep this relationship going. And then from there, you can maybe like over a yearly basis, start building up your, 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 your services and your pricings. But I think you have to maintain good pricing just to keep the longevity of that relationship with the client. And maybe at the end, they can throw in a discount. Just, I think client relations is very good, uh, as, as important as like if we get more employees, you know, as employee relations. I think it's just to make sure that everyone's happy and that you're meeting in a, in a good space in the middle, you know. Mm. So yeah, that's that's the approach, obviously, with uh, when it comes to charging for corporate videos and things. Yeah, like that. I'm always worried that I don't charge enough <laughs> because um, you know when you when you do freelancing stuff, um, sometimes especially in the beginning, like I can I think we're still in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. People who have been working for ten years would charge maybe double what even what we're charging now. But like, I remember when I was freelancing still, um, <laughs> there was this animation thing that I was doing and I was sitting in the meeting with the client uh, pre-pandemic and they were like, okay, so how much is this going to cost? And I was like, not sure. I didn't want to charge too much. And I said, 10,000 Rand, right? And I was like, Yo, <laughs> for one job, this is only going to take me two weeks. Yo. And, then, and then they were like, oh, good. We thought it was going to be like 40 and I was like, oh. <laughs> could have charged like 30 and I would still have been <laughs> under their expectations. Yeah. Um, so it's always like difficult to find yourself, but it's, it, but it's a similar story to what Caitlin said, because, because I said 10,000 for that first thing, they came to me with another thing, which I charged a little bit more and another thing, even more and another thing. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's really good advice. Definitely. I think, especially with corporates, like they do deal with like, we've got a lot of gigs because we were <laughs> priced below, but at the same time, we weren't priced below what we think we still mm -hmm. want, like, you know. So I think you're yeah, making sure that you just price reasonably for, for the clients, I think always helps put your name out there a bit more and just helps build their client relations as well because at this point now we are slowly hiking the prices a little bit but because we know our experience is better and yeah I think it just helps with corporate videos but on that note when it comes to corporate videos um, I think also just want to talk about that a bit more um, I think also when when you're starting out you also need to be ready to to be to pitch on the go to work under like very strenuous hours just to make sure the clients happy in the beginning because there's been times where it will be the day before and they'll say listen we got a pitch 
some ideas like the morning of or we have to make this change and you can't really be complacent and say no I don't think I can do it because they're going to move on to someone else that will that's willing to do it so I found that if you can prepare yourself to just like you know you know there's going to be crunch times there's going to be hard hours and things you're going to have to come up with quite quickly on the fly but prepare yourself mentally for those pitches I think in the long run it really helps and then you kind of understand where you stand uh, on those kind of pitches and I think it just helps with good practice I don't think if something's scary don't turn it away and if you like, if you intimidate, I think just work at it. And then usually something that's scary in the beginning that you're uncomfortable with usually pays off quite well in the end. And there's going to be that cases where sometimes it didn't work as well as you thought. But I think 80% of the time when you're willing to put yourself out there for something that's scary, something that you think is going to be a lot of work. Um, but if you just trust yourself and see and try and push your limits, I think it's going to really help you with those clients. If you show them you're willing to, I mean, we've got messages now from clients that said, because uh, we always thought we were putting out like we're putting in so much work and you think it doesn't go unnoticed but the clients actually say they're very grateful they understand the hours that we work they understand it's inconvenient they understand 11 o'clock at night is the worst time to message someone but at the end they say that they're grateful and that gratuity equals to uh, keeping that, that client and keeping that cash flow coming in so I think when it comes to corporate videos, that's just something you've got to remember and just you know, and don't be scared also when it comes to corporate videos to sometimes just let the brand have a little bit, little bit more say and stuff like that because they also know their markets. Um, I think don't try, you, you bring your creativity to the table, but then I think it's kind of like a mutual funnel where it's different to like normal, normal storytelling where the brand kind of knows their target audience quite a bit. And, and when you're shooting these corporate videos, make sure that you can it most of the times also have them on set so that they can see and they can monitor so they don't come back later on and, and, and you can say, listen, but you were on set for this. And mm. So yeah, I think learn to learn to be a bit more humble when it comes to corporate videos and work a bit more with the brand. And and I think that will really help you in the future because I think we've had a couple of times where it's kind of saved us where the client was on set and we said, but you were here for this and you were yeah. here for this. And it just kind of like helps save you as also. Yeah, I think that's also yeah. good advice. Yeah. I agree. Because like if, uh, we said, our goal is to make feature films and TV stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you're the director, like a lot of the stuff that we talk about is filmmaking narrative stuff, where it's like you're directing, you're in, you're in charge, you need to make sure it's it's to your spec. But for commercial work, it's more what do they want? Because exactly. they paying you, and uh, there's no amount of like no, but we agreed up, agreed on this before. There's no amount of that that's going to have them be like, you know what, you're right. You know better. You know better <laughs> what's good for my business. So I'm going to just shut my mouth. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So um, especially with, with editing corporates, I try to I do like the first cut the way I think it's supposed to be. And then if if they like it, amazing. Because then I don't have to work on it anymore. But, it, but that almost never happens. And then they're like, okay, well, change this, change that, make it shorter, do this. And then I just have to, then I, like I always, all, I, pr- I probably should tell you guys as well, I'm like these guys do not know what they want. <laughs> but them telling you uh, after, like experimenting is just part of the process because mm-hmm. um, we, you know, got the experience, we know what things are like, whereas they don't. So they work in a different industry. They just know they want a video and they want to get clients or customers and they're hiring you to do that so always just like it's like complain in your head but then just 
do, do what they do what yeah. they want. Well, complain to your colleagues, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's usually how yeah. um, me and Yaku go about it. It's just the voice note like, and then this is not going to work yeah. it's going to be too long but, and it's funny because I spoke to someone that's, that's, that's helped us out quite a bit and it's been kind of like the intermediary or the middleman between these clients and he's even said to us like sometimes you know like the clients will like they'll watch the first cut and then make the changes and make 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 and then at the end of the day it just comes back to what it originally kind of was mm. but like sometimes you know you just have to understand that they come from a different world they got different kinds of stresses and you know and sometimes when because I mean if we had if they brought us into their world and they're like can you complete like can you talk about this and help us I'm sure we would also give similar notes that you don't come from the same industry so you can't kind of be on that same level of understanding so That's I think interesting point <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good way to think about if you're annoyed about someone's notes is that if you were asked to come into their world and give notes on something. Exactly. They would also probably be like Your notes would be yeah. They would think it's yeah. So I think I think that just helps like so I think just try and take away your ego as much as possible. Like I could say complain in your head probably go punch a wall don't do that <laughs> like you know at the end of the day just it's you're in like it's we're in more of a service industry so it's the, trying to make them happy the customer's always right kind of vibe so and then later on when you eventually have your stuff established and stuff i think you can can complain about it a bit more but i think in the beginning you have to because at the end of the day they are paying for it you know it's not like you're, you're doing this for free it is their money and they want to have a certain kind of look and if it's their money i respect it this is how the process needs to go it's all business you know it's never personal and i think you should always just look at it like that when you start in a production company because you do not want to in your first year burn bridges because you feel like you're too arrogant especially with corporate videos i think you have to bring yourself down and you have to make sure that you meet them in the middle. Otherwise, I, th I don't think that, that company will last like at all. Because if I look at my, going off topic, but look with my dad's company, as well, there's been a, quite a few times where massive companies have like basically uh, like uh, have hammered him down and said and criticized him and stuff. But he's never like, he's never actually like barked back. He's just been like, okay, this is what needs to happen because he understands this is how you need to nurture your business in order to keep the relationship good and that gratitude will be paid off later on in life, uh, later on in your business. So, you know, that's, that's very much it. tips. <laughs> yeah. One thing I was thinking about when we were speaking about the actual product is there's been a few jobs that require a lot of different like techniques and stuff um, that we haven't necessarily put all together before we used all like in theory we could do that thing. Mm -hmm. you know okay, I mean? okay, okay. And I think a good um, and we're talking about like sort of the sort of being afraid, and I think um, a good way of going about it is like just say just be like yeah sh sweet i can do that <laughs> and then just do, and then just figure it out like, yeah. Yeah. yeah because not saying that you can't do it or something where you or you 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 aren't lying at all it's not lying it's like yes i can do that like yeah and then you I just, just haven't done it before. i just haven't done it before <laughs> you just you just yeah. figure it out you don't tell them that you haven't done it before but then that's a good thing that's a uh that's the reason why you like have colleagues, right? And why you're not just doing it solo. Mm -hmm. It's because someone's got a skill and then you're not necessarily good at that skill. And I'm saying this because Yaku teaches us how to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just, so just, if you want to start a business and you want to do corporate videos and you want to do well, just um, have a Yaku Van Bosch and then 
You're giving way too much credit. <laughs> no, but like I think that's true because like there's like I was talking about pitching the next day kind of thing, and there was this really massive client, massive massive client that was like, okay, we need nine ideas for this new product we're launching. Um, you need to pitch it to us by like the end of like five o'clock today or something, and then I was like, of course, sure, this it's done. <laughs> As soon as I come, yeah, cool, Mark. <laughs> I need you to help me. And it's because I know Yaku and Mark are really good with on-the-spot kind of thinking. And like, even though they're not established as copywriters, they really have that kind of mindset. And so, like, literally in like three hours, they sent me a bunch of things that had me like, whoa. So like, <laughs> I took that to the client. They were like, that's it. That's on the ball. And I think it's also just trusting the people you're with. And yeah, like you're mm-hmm. going to be scared sometimes saying yes to things. But if you have confidence with people you're with, like mm-hmm. as long as it's within reason, I don't say like, say, yeah, we'll make a movie in like a week or something. <laughs> but like if it's within reason and you, you believe. I don't know. If you give me enough money, I'll make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they made Whiplash, what, in 17 days or something like that? What? Yeah, no, really, really, short, yeah so. really short time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think saying like it sounds like we yesterday now <laughs> seek this company <laughs> but yeah like if you if you have some confidence even when it's scary just like just kind of say yes to it and try to agree with it if you trust the people around you trust your skills and know that you can make a plan because there have been multiple times where I've just had the mindset mindset that I'll make a plan there's been like this massive shoot we had with a Subaru as well where they were like um, listen we need a photographer in like 11 hours and I called everyone everyone I knew and it allowed me to actually meet so many car photographers that I've never met and like just from making sure that I try to just have the mentality mentality of I'm going to make a plan and at the end of it that picture now is sitting on Subaru's Instagram mm-hmm. page and all of that because we found such fantastic people and none of us are photographers but I was like I'm going to make this work for my business yeah. this is a big client and stuff and, like that. and going off of that as well like um, we, we didn't take those pictures ourselves right yeah. we got somebody to do it but they remember that we're the people who made it happen so they came back to us exactly. you know it's like even if your company specifically doesn't have that facility mm-hmm. you can still outsource outsource um be the middleman and then it leads to other things where you have more involvement or where you like have an opportunity to pay your friends you know which is pretty cool because yeah. i'm sure as a creative everybody knows more creatives you know and then it's such a cool thing to like do a job and you get paid and you've got your your colleague or your friend who's also really good at what they do. Obviously not like, oh, I'm going to get my brother who's uh, sitting on a couch. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get my accountant's wife to come do <laughs> pictures. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a, it's an awesome feeling to like, yeah, we we all getting paid to do things that we like doing. Yeah, I think that's an important note, just the outsourcing things as well. I, like what I found in this year in particular is that our industry has so much outsourcing. Like it's a lot of like, Big companies outsourcing like agencies to say we need this and agencies outsourcing to other agencies and then those agencies outsourcing and then <laughs> like we like near the bottom because we like the actual production. For now. For now, yeah. We well I mean at the end goal is to make movies, so that's really about yeah. So like you'll find there's a lot of outsourcing, so don't be afraid to also be like if you if you feel like you know people that's in that space. Don't be afraid to hire freelancers and then and then mm. you know you work off of that kind of basis and then you end up like mm. you know just just being the the middleman for that so yeah I think outsourcing yeah, is something even, that's a lot in this industry even for projects where uh, where there was editing like 
we did most of the editing like for the future females thing and then we got another person in to also do a part of it um because even though we can do editing it's like we don't we can don't we can yeah we don't have the time we've got other things and um they bring bring their own set of skills that we don't have and um you know i think feel like companies grow like this you know mm. eventually we can we can employ maybe a photographer who just goes out and does photography things for now we're outsourcing mm. eventually we can employ another editor another person a good um example is caitlin who does all of our social media shout, shout out, out caitlin. shout out caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> so she's she does all of our social media posting so every time you see posts or a story or anything like that that's caitlin she's also the first line editing of all the youtube stuff so um and then that frees us up so we pay her and then that frees us up to um also work on other projects where um where we can continue doing the youtube which we love um while also making money and then paying another person and it's just this yeah awesome thing you know yeah Shout out to Caitlin. She really does help a lot with in yeah, terms of YouTube definitely. and all that. Like she's like our front line of defense kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think yeah, so outsourcing is a big thing. And yeah, like don't be afraid to to say yes to, to projects you're scared of. I think it really helps you in, in the long run so much. And I think our company wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for that kind of thinking and stuff. And, and we can also say it's going to be scary if you're starting out a company. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people can probably testify that. And also, if you have started your own company and stuff, please also just maybe give a comment about your guys' stories as well mm-hmm. um, for, for things we could learn about from you guys too. But yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say about you saying being scared about starting a thing is that I think what helped us whenever we were afraid was we just think like uh, what's the alternative and like being a freelancer which is lame or <laughs> no no offense no to all the freelancers, freelancers just I, just I mean yeah. no freelance freelancers are amazing and if it if that's your thing then definitely but i think in terms of i think we found what works for us um but my point in all that is that um if you're afraid think about like what's the alternative would you rather be doing something else if that if that answer to that is yes then you've got a problem but (laughs) if it's no then just then it it starts to sort of like satiate that kind of Mm -hmm. that that fear um because whenever i was afraid it's like oh what's the alternative uh you know being an editor at a production company and then just I don't know, feeling like a say. feeling like a like an know. employee and not having mm. much say versus mm. and then I'm like, oh no, this is actually yeah. what I want to be doing. Yeah. Also like I, I was always the guy because I did have a nine to five editing job and and then when I left there I was like, I'm just gonna be a freelancer, I don't wanna be I don't wanna have a company. I was not a nine to five. It was a thing. And then uh eventually we just were doing all these things and it like tax reasons it makes a lot more sense i was trying to get a loan to buy more equipment and i couldn't because my salary wasn't coming in on a specific day from a specific company mm-hmm. um and it just eventually like after a year of freelancing it just made sense because we were already working together um so the money well it was as we said earlier it wasn't there in the beginning but the money would come and it 
the nice thing about having a company is that it separates your work from your personal life. So all of the, like we've got a business account and all the money from the business goes into there and then we get paid a salary. So when we go to the bank and we want to loan, they're like, oh, you've got consistent income. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fine. And it, it's just, it just, it just makes life easier, I feel like. Yeah. yeah, and I think for me as well, like I'm getting married now as well, like, like a lot of the things of buying a house and all of those things. Celebration. <laughs> a lot of those things is that you just like the, the the man has structured life in such a way <laughs> that you need to make sure that you're getting paid on a specific date from a company and all of these things. So for us, it just made so much sense to kind of just have it be something like a company that's not really accountable, but something that that you all draw from and you work from and it kind of says an establishment that you all can kind of, that it can hold you accountable as well. Mm. And then especially when you have leave days and on all those, and if you don't make a certain amount of money, then the salary's not there and kind of thing. So I don't know, having a company just kind of keeps things nice and formal, tax reasons you said as well. Mm. And you know, like for us, and, 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 and for the end of the day, we also just wanted to now have a quality production company in South Africa that we know that we we would want people to come to to make s- stories for the country. So for us, it's also just the long-term goal of our passions, which is still film. And this is the vehicle that's driving that mm. now. And there's this beautiful, like, kind of saying that this, I can't remember what his name is, but it's this really successful businessman uh, that I watched. I think it was on Bloomberg or something where he said, starting a business, the first three years is like trying to bowl a car in like a dirt, like in a garage where you can't really see that much and stuff like that. People can't really see that. And it's all this work and stuff. But after all that time, when you finally reveal to people how much work went into it and stuff, and it's something you can be proud of. But in the meantime, it's going to take a lot of sweat and tears and all of that. Mm. And eventually when it starts getting to the point where it takes some time to get profitable and be patient. But if you have that passion if you have that angle once you open those doors and mm. show the beauty of what's been like or the beauty of what you've been working on for all that time and where all that effort went to i think then it just kind of is a testament to other people to like you know um i know a lot of people think this production companies just are there but it takes a lot of work to get to where you need to be a lot of patience and a lot of like you know just just keeping your mouth shut for certain things when it comes to clients and stuff like that so i think yeah so if you are starting out, just know that it's going to take a lot of work getting getting into it and just keep remembering what's the end goal and why you're doing this. Because if you can't answer that, don't do it. Like if, you, if, if you're just doing it for the sake of making money and there's no drive behind it, you're going to struggle even more because mm. then you don't have that driving passion behind what you're doing to, to tell people this is why I'm working so late and this is why I'm doing that. So I think you need to make sure those elements are there for you to build a beautiful business in the end. Mm. You know? yeah. That was awesome. I think that's a great place to end it. And thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to see the video version, please head over to youtube.com slash lootpictures and browse. We've got a lot of uh, content on filmmaking, writing, editing, all that good stuff. So if you enjoy it, please press subscribe. Uh, And until next time, go out there, stay safe, and And make your movie. movie.